morning, folks. It's time for Democratic Perspective, brought to you by the Verde Valley Independent Democrats, a weekly talk show about the crucial political issues facing the Verde Valley, Sedona, Northern Arizona, and the nation at large. Join us for a stimulating, thought-provoking discussion. You'll get the facts as we focus on the challenges facing everyone. Good morning, folks. Welcome to Democratic Perspective. Steve Williamson here and studio and on um, the telephone, Gary LeMaster. Gary? Good morning. Well, we're going to do something different today. We're doing a show. Uh, Gary and I are the last two uh, members still involved in the show who are the original founders of Democratic Perspective. Uh, Democratic Perspective was founded basically in March of 2011. We had our first show here on um, CASM on April 4th, uh, 2011. It was an interview with um, Ann Kirkpatrick, who was our congresswoman. And uh, unfortunately, we had several interviews with Ann Kirkpatrick. They took something that she said, the Republicans did, and they cut the sentence in half to make her look bad. And they played it over and over and over again. And, and my story is we, we never were able to get her on the show again. Uh, so uh, things can be a little competitive uh, out there. Uh, we don't get much hate mail anymore. People seem to have given up on that. But we got this one here. And, well, we, we, get, we get a good deal on, uh, on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to read. I've been weeding through the... Uh, the uh, the trolls that have uh, shown up uh, mm-hmm. on uh, the last uh, post. For instance, uh, I'm going to read a guy who posted Sunday, and I'm not going to read his name because I don't know if that's a real name. And I went and looked. It seems like a real uh, uh, pace, uh, Facebook page. He's just sort of an extremist. And our little thing said, hi, Edward, please let us know how we can help you. I don't support Support the party of the KKK and genocide through abortion. Please kill yourselves. Yeah, I, I responded how charming. Yeah, yeah. and he responded. It's amazing that people have shown up uh, making comments like that that uh, are from all over the country. And and I, I suspect a good number of them are Russian trolls. Can you uh, look at their Facebook page and you get a photo and nothing else. Yeah, and then he replied, I'm glad you think so to your how charming. Uh, is it too late to abort all of you scumbags? So <laughs> I, I haven't seen that kind of stuff that we got in the early days of the show. Um, but we, we are the longest running um, democratic, progressive, liberal, moderate radio talk show in, in Arizona. Um, certainly on AM, and we've been going for 11 years, and uh, a lot of good shows in Phoenix particularly, and to some extent in, in Flagstaff, have come and gone in the process. And, and we're still here 11 years later. How much longer we're going to be here, I don't know. So in, Gary does outlines, and my mind does not work in terms of outlines and lists, and so I depend on Gary absolutely for this. So Gary's, uh, when, when, what Gary said we should start with is how the show happened. And the show happened because um, Tom Tabak sent an e- uh, me an email when I was, I guess, the vice president of DOOR, suggesting that we do a radio show, a 15-minute radio show. I took that to the DOOR board, 
and they really didn't want to do it. Tom's dad had gotten in a whole lot of fights with liberals and progressives and and just ordinary people in in Sedona, and they were really angry at the radio station. It was a conservative right wing radio station. We shouldn't be on there. We shouldn't be paying them any money. And I think there was a lot of doubt that you know we could do the show without getting sued. <laughs> and um, so I, I it, the the opposition was so ferocious that I just set it aside for a year. And then Tom sent me another one of his trolling for for customers things, and I decided to go ahead and do it. I decided not to do it as part of Door. I remembered uh, my old uh, psychiatrist from from um, California who said who was when I was discussing with him as a very young man in, in in college. He said, you know, he said a lot of times you have to go outside the system. He said you can't get the system to reform itself. When you need to do something different, you need to go outside the system and outside of what other people are doing and set up something new. And so that's what I did. I remembered that advice, and I thought that's good advice from uh, from uh, Ben Weininger. And I thought, all right, so we'll just set up uh, we'll set up the show separately, and that way Door won't worry about what we're saying on air, and there won't be. Uh, uh, a whole board of directors trying to figure out what we can say and what we can't say. We won't have to have discussion. So we formed a, a, a working group, and I, I think we hit on the name working group later. Um, I came up with the name Democratic Perspective, and I all, always thought it was a little wrong. It should have been Democratic Perspectives because we've never had a singular ideology we never really had any kind of uh, test or anything, and we had a broad range of uh, of opinion from the kind of far left to um, moderate, almost conservative. Um, so, uh, original members were were, were yours truly uh, from 2011 to present. My brother uh, Chuck participated in the show. Um, Dick Searle, who passed this last year. In 2000 uh, or in 2020, at the end of 2020, was our treasurer all those years. Dick never made a mistake. He was a magnificent treasurer. Before he died, he sent me boxes of extremely well organized materials of all his filings and stuff. Um, our friend, the rocket scientist. Yes, a friendly rocket scientist worked worked on the uh, the. Um, all the major uh, or most of the major rocket programs uh, it was about mm, 15, 16 years our senior. He could actually remember listening to radio broadcasts during World War II. He remembers hearing Hitler on the radio. They broadcast one of his uh, speeches to show people what he was like. And Dick did the, the Treasury all that year. And he was a very strong con- contributor contributor economically to, and also in terms of discussing uh, and figuring out what we're going to say. Bill Timberman is, uh, was the webmaster and the blogger from 2011 to 2018. Bill made incredible contributions in here. He was a great webmaster. Uh, he was a really good blogger. He did a lot of the stuff that Gary does now. 
Um, and he's left the, the show. tries to do now. I'm oh, you do a brilliant job. Nowhere near as good as Bill was. Uh, no complaints. But, but Bill did that for, what was that, seven years? No, no, no. no. Yeah. yeah, seven years. Uh, Mike Cosentino. Mike was the co-host from the beginning of the show in 2011 and 2020 when he left the show. Uh, Mara Stalcott, wonderful human being, didn't do much on air, but was there for us to discuss things with and work out ideas with. And then there's Gary LeMaster, a blogger, <laughs> 2018 to present. But Gary was there at the very beginning of the, of the thing. Um, Jim Ledbetter, um, legal group, uh, supported us. The early days, we worried about lawsuits and harassment. There had been some harassment suits of, of liberals and, and progressive suits that the person who was suing us, suing them, was going to lose. But in the process, could, could, could you spend a lot of money um, defending it? And then Frank Constanzo, he moved to Florida. Frank was a, a good supporter. He's the one who introduced, introduced us to Howard Dean and Celinda Lake and a whole lot of the early interviews, some of the famous national figures. That all comes from, um, from Frank. So uh, we try to start the show inside door. Doesn't work. We wait a year, we try again, and then I decide to set up the show separately. Of course, our relationships with Door are extremely good, and we really appreciate their support. But um, that's how things happen. And I think a lot of times you really have to, if you get too much resistance, you really have to go and sort of try doing your own thing. I don't know quite why we ended up with all men, Gary, uh, from the original working group. It's, it was just all men. There are, are, were no women involved in the early part of the show. Do you have any idea why that happened? It just seemed it, – I think it was because we were friends, really, is, it, uh, that, that it ended up the way it was. I think that was the primary reason. It, it, uh, I don't think uh, any women that I know have expressed an interest to, in doing it to begin with. And, and happily, you know, happily, a number have joined us since. But uh, – I, I should uh, say, for those people that listening that don't know who DOOR is, we should say it's the Democrats of the Red Rocks, the Democratic group in uh, in Sedona, Arizona. Yeah. Um, DOOR is a large, very successful, independent, democratic uh, political group. We set up the show as Verde Valley Independent Democrats, there never was a Verde Valley Independent Democrat separate from the working group of the show. And probably, in retrospect, we shouldn't have set it up as uh, the way we did as a, as a lobbying group because we have never lobbied on anything. We're really just a, a, a partisan, to some extent, nonpartisan, to some extent, uh, political magazine on, of the air. We've always done articles. We've very seldom taken positions, Gary. What we've done is is try to bring all the people we feel that have good ideas, or at least as many as we can, and bring them on the show and interview them. But um, the idea that there's some sort of rigid ideology here has just not been true. From the very beginning, our our uh, our statement says we want to have a broad spectrum of opinion. Um, 
from left to, to right. And that we wanted to be factual at everything. That we wouldn't... I think, go ahead. I think Dan. that's one of the things that separates it is that I think all of us, uh, you know, throughout the years have, have been totally committed to being factual and uh, engaging with, with people who are true experts in their field. Where, you know, so many other political shows, especially those on the right, focus entirely on ideology and tend to just make up things as they go along. That's something we've never done. I don't think I've ever, I think I've made statements that were wrong, but I don't, I've never made up a lie. And I don't think pretty much anyone we have that, that I know of has ever done so. We've always been committed to the truth in the old-fashioned objective sense of truth. Um, I'm a big opponent of the truth is just different people's stories school of thinking among some people on the left. Um, there is, There are facts, and they may be hard to discover, and you may never get them completely right. But I think that there is... The best way to do this philosophically is to assume that there is a truth about things or truths about things and try to find them and discover them. It's not a matter of just inventing stuff. It's a matter of, of, of discovery and respect for what you find so that when you find things that don't, you don't agree with, you don't just uh, completely um, – put them under the rug um for every issue there are facts on both sides that's um it's uh they're competing facts all the time but there really is only one truth and i really i'm really proud of the fact that i think that our show is aimed at trying to find that truth the other thing is i i want to go to is 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 on gary's list because gary is our list guy we used to call him silent gary Gary did the, uh, in the old days when he was here, he did a lot of the research for us. So the research was, was us looking at Gary's materials and working with it, even when we couldn't get him on, on the air. Uh, Mike and I would beg him to say something, and so we called him Silent Gary because sometimes he would come and talk and sometimes not. Um, uh, Klaus von Studerheim. Great man, and uh, we still miss him. Our fundraiser on the 20th, we're going to honor Klaus uh, for for his contributions to democratic and liberal progressive agendas, and also um, Dick Searle, both of which died uh, this, this last year. We also should remember Paul Swartz was a great fellow. Uh, participated a lot in the shows with you, Gary, and from 2015 to 2018, right? Yeah, it's, uh, I, I always think of Paul when I whenever I hear the, uh, the the name Brooklyn because Paul grew up there as a as a as what you might call a flaming liberal, and uh, was a very strong uh, liberal voice throughout his life. Um, and, and with Klaus, I, I think of him, I, for those that don't remember Klaus, he joined us later, uh, you know, I think about uh, 2014 or 2015. Um, he was very involved in politics in, in uh, Montana. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when he uh, moved to Arizona part-time uh, in Arizona, but he had a lot of connections. He was uh, born in Berlin and, and uh, had a very... Uh, 
interesting immigrant's view of, of the United States, probably more pure than than uh, those of us who grew up here. And and uh, I think of him, uh, I have, he gave me a piece of the Berlin Wall uh, yeah, before me I moved too. back to Minnesota. And I keep that uh, on my desk right in front of me and, and often think of Klaus uh, uh, when I look at that. Yeah. Uh, Klaus was just, um, I don't know, it's like one of those... Uh, Indian gods with a whole lot of different hands, each holding different kinds of things. So Klaus did so much for the show in so many ways, it's, it's, it's hard to go into it. We'll talk a little bit about Klaus at the, um, um, at the fundraiser. We do want to honor his support. Um, other people who've been on the show, we did great shows with Barbara Luttrell, who passed away, and um, with, uh, with Paul, uh, who, who passed away. So that that's kind of how we began doing what we do. We've always been on the air um, on Chasm, you know, 780 AM in uh, Sedona, Arizona. We've always had an Internet presence. So if you go to our website, you'll find, I think, the count is about 575 shows that we've done over the years. 575 shows. And um, most of them are interviews, not all of them. And they're on lots and lots of different topics. And, I, you know, Gary, Gary has one list, but I went and looked, and uh, um, we did 44 shows on campaign finance, uh, 32 shows on civil liberties, 36 on civil rights. Civil society. We did 31 shows on civil society, an idea that we need to um, to reinvestigate and, and reinvest with some power. When you get that kind of vicious attacks on us that I read earlier, you can kind of understand why it's necessary to, to try to revive civil society. Democratic govern, governance. Remember, the more abstract the topic, the more hits it, the more shows we did. So we did 159 shows on democratic government governance. Uh, 51 on dis, uh, disinformation, 118 on economic policy, 89 on education policy, 85 on environmental issues, um, government, 325, because if you're a political show, you're going to be talking about government, 59 shows on uh, income inequality, 80 shows on jobs and unemployment, 38 shows on the Middle East, um, and so it goes, folks. So we've done a, a lot of a lot of shows over the years on a lot of topics. They're mostly interviews. If you go on the website and you want to go back and look for a show, you can do searches either by topic or by in the individual who's on the show. Um, and what I thought was kind of interesting, Gary, is I I went and say I pressed on one of these topics like. Uh, um, uh, labor movement or something, and there's, we had did six shows that referred to labor movement. And what was interesting is that they'll be scattered over the whole 11 years. In other words, the same things we were talking about in 2011, we were talking about in 2021. We started with a strong emphasis on Medicare, preserving Medicare and Social Security in 2011, and we were doing interviews with people and arguing about the against the privatization of our um, support system of our Medicare and um, 
and our Social Security, which was, I don't know what Gary's name, but a giant boondog over investment companies. And then last year we did a whole bunch of shows with, um, um, uh, what's it, Max? Um, Max Rick, Rick Richmond of the, the, go ahead. He's with the, uh, the uh, National, I'm going miss, to uh, mispronounce the name or, or get the name wrong, but uh, the National Richmond, uh, yes. to uh, protect uh, Medicare and Social Security. We've just That's done a lot. Guest. You know, we've done a lot of shows with Matt. We were really ahead of the time um, in some shows. And one of the shows is Daryl Johnson that we did in 2012. Daryl Johnson was fired, I believe, by the Obama administration because of a report he wrote about extremism and the, the and terrorism and stuff coming from the domestic right. And we interviewed uh, Daryl at least twice. And, you know, what is, you know, 10 years later, I mean, look at the issues we have with um, uh, insurrections, with violence, with threats coming from the far right. Daryl's job was to kind of study that, say, instead of Muslim terrorism or Islamic terrorism or people calling themselves Muslims and throwing bombs or whatever. Um, and Daryl was sort of thrown out of the government because um, – he said things that offended Republicans, and instead of kind of defending him, uh, I must say the Obama administration let him go. 2012, right? It was, it was and, already and he happened. was talking about, you know, then, like you said, his main issue was domestic terrorism, and uh, it turns out that he was quite prophetic when uh, you look at January 6th and and some of the, uh, the issues that happened in uh, – uh, the summer of 2020, with uh, after the killing of George Floyd. So sometimes now we... we've learned that uh, that our uh, crack former president uh, wanted to uh, have the military open fire on those peaceful demonstrators. Yeah, that's not domestic terrorism. I don't know what is. How do we find the shows? Well, it depends a lot on who's involved in the program. Um, I will want to thank my son, Max, who's, who's who died in 2015. Max was studying political science and, uh, and uh, psychology up at NAU, and he knew the political science department. So, so many of the political science department back when I was uh, running the uh, program at door and also for our show were Max's ideas, his contacts, people he knew um, – from from the university, how else do the, the, do we come up with shows? Well, a lot of it's kind of luck. I mean, we ended up with Noam Chomsky just because on a flyer I wrote Noam Chomsky and asked him come on the show. The guy was such a mensch he he jumped jumped right at the chance. Gary, uh, um, we joked at the show those shows were fifteen minutes then, and you know we would ask. Uh, Chomsky one question and that would take up the rest of the 15 minutes and then we had a second show we'd ask him one question and his his paragraph long answers would take up the the uh, rest of it so it's a lot of been what people are interested in so it's just for example it's the kind of thing that what what Gary is interested in Gary is interested in a particular thing and so as a member of the show he's contributing ideas and suggestions and uh, 
and that we've interviewed Gary before about his writing, but he's also behind the scenes contributed a lot of suggestions for the focuses and stuff. So Karen, Karen McClellan is currently our um, um, co-host and she's been involved in education issues. She's been on the board of education. She's the longest serving member. So she has a tremendous number of contact in the education uh, sector. And also she's very involved in um, state and, and county politics in a way she knows so much more than I do. Um, and um, the, the same thing that, that, that Klaus brought us all kinds of contacts, for instance. There was an issue that we were, again, at sort of the head of the time, which was the disappearance of, of Native American women, both in the United States and Canada. We could do a show on it because Klaus was able to contact someone to um, to speak to it. So the show when Klaus is involved reflects Klaus's interests and what he and people he knows. And uh, we had Hava was a co-host for a year. She had a tremendous amount of contacts with folks in the uh, justice uh, movement in Phoenix. And so we got a tremendous number of interviews because those were Hava's interests. And that's sort of how the show is. The show has been a free-floating thing of people pulling in um, people they think would be good and others. So we've had a bunch of uh, famous people on the show. And I will say that as someone who invited them, particularly in the early days, for every famous person we've had on the show, Howard Dean or, or, or Noam Chomsky or whatever – um, we've invited two or three people who didn't uh, uh, respond or didn't didn't come. Some of them very nicely. We got wonderful letters from Stiglitz's secretary and from Krugman's secretary. Um, but um, you know, our generally we're a small radio show in Sedona, Arizona, and a lot of the people we'd love to have on the show, particularly national figures, um, when we Invite if they've been on MSNBC or if they have um, if they're regularly syndicated in the New York Times or something like that. We can't normally get them on the show. In other words, if if they've got a a major national outlet, um, then uh, then we usually can't get them. There are exceptions to that, but there's also some of the people we've tried to get on. We've never been able to get through what they call the gatekeepers. So some some uh, famous directors we tried to get on the show. We just never could get through their gatekeepers to, to reach them, to invite them. Um, so behind the scenes, we're inviting people, and uh, people are suggesting people. We're inviting people. Some people can come and, and some people not. Um, some, some people have been very generous with yes. their time that uh, you know, are nationally known that uh, – Keep coming back. Uh, you know, Max Rickman is one of them. Um, Nancy McLean has done a couple of shows. Uh, she has become a big name in, in uh, uh, politics uh, after her uh, publishing uh, the book Democrat, uh, Democracy in Chains, uh, which is uh, a description of how the uh, Republican Party has evolved from from being a you know a kind of a moderate uh, business oriented party. To what it is today is, is uh, primarily a libertarian 
that believes that government has no place in most people's lives, even though people, uh, you know, often don't realize how much they benefit from government. Uh, we've had uh, Michael Austin, who is a college professor and an author, who uh, is one of my favorite shows. Uh, uh, he wrote a book called uh, That's Not What They Meant, which is about the founding fathers and the framers of the Constitution. And he had, he, had, uh, he himself is a, a conservative, but he had tired of, of hearing uh, right-wing radio hosts, uh, you know, change the, uh, the words of the uh, founding fathers and put words into their mouths and, and uh, change the, the whole history of, of the founding of the country. Um, those are some of my favorite shows. There's also uh, Alice Roth, Rothschild who uh, has been on uh, a couple of times at least, uh, maybe uh, at least two or three, who's a, a Jewish physician who has spent a lot of time in, in uh, Palestine and in, uh, uh, with Palestinians in Gaza and on the West Bank, and is horrified by what she has uh, uh, seen of how they have been treated. And uh, uh, her blog uh, on the, online is is a wonderful blog that kind of gets at, at the, uh, the underbelly of what's going on there. Um, we've uh, left the uh, political arena some. We, we had um, um, Michael Austin, who, who, who Gary's referring to. We had a whole show where we talked about, uh, he comes from the Mormon tradition, and we talked about the book of Job for the whole 45 minutes. I think just an absolutely great show, not what your average political uh, program is going to do. We uh, had an interview. We spent 45 minutes with the famous political scientist Juan Cole, uh, having him read from his translation, translation of the Ruby, Rubiat of Omar Khayyam. Um, we had a, a favorite physician of mine, Dr. Marvin Colvin, on. We had uh, Nancy McCullough, the chef we liked most in Flagstaff, on. Um, we've done dozens of shows on wine and trying to boost the economy in Cottonwood and the Verde Valley. Um, different industries, different different things. We we come at it so many different ways. It's kind of hard to um, do it. So we've 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 mixed in. Um, kind of unconventional, non-political shows. We've done partisan shows, very strongly partisan shows. We've done non-partisan shows. Um, we've done non-political shows. So in 11 years, we've been out there and we've been, um, you know, the other thing I would say is that we're always interested in suggestions, folks. A lot of uh, the things we've done are coming in. It's not our ideas. It's people suggesting an author that we can interview. Um, can suggest an issue that we should address. For example, Klaus is uh, about the disappearance of Native American women. That's an issue, something Klaus knew about. I had heard about it vaguely, but it was not the center of my attention until Klaus brought the issue forward. And some of our, our favorite commentators, uh, um, uh, Dan Signal, um, uh, for example, who we're going to have on in... Um, in summer, uh, if we if we survive that long, and talk about uh, the election, uh, he's um, more conservative side of, of democratic politics, 
uh, but he's really insightful in terms of things. And he, he has a different perspective than a lot of the rest of us. So, you know, we haven't ever looked for a singular perspective. We've always looked for people with different ideas. Um, we haven't spent a lot of time. We Have we had Republicans on the show? Yes, we did. Uh, Randy Garrison, I thought he was a great supervisor. I thought we should have him on as a public official, Republican Party aside. We had other Republicans on, too, and I think we're going to have some in the future. I know we're going to have some in the future. Um, we've always looked for supporting, and in, in, if if. If a liberal democratic show can do it, um, Republicans who are non-magma, non-magma Republican, we look into support and give a voice to uh, you can be extremely conservative in the conventional Republican sense. And we're still looking to have you on the show. So we're open to Republicans. It's not uh, it's not. We're not closed off to Republicans. The thing is that 90, what's the statistic, Gary? You know it. 95% of talk radio are right wing. Yeah, it's, it's changed some, but, but it's uh, definitely in the 90s. So, um, that, uh, and that's what's, in my opinion, what's absolutely changed America and, and created the, the, the majority of the uh, division. It's what allows, uh, you know the unscrupulous politicians to uh, to bring forward their uh, their culture wars and and keep those con- you know keep a certain part of the population angry and and infuriated. Um, I'd like to point out that that the, the show is also I think Steve you should take some credit for the fact that the show has has uh, had a couple of uh, breaking stories as real journalists. Uh, we had the uh, the uh, number of shows on the proposed closure of Yavapai College, Sedona campus. Uh, yeah, we I broke that, that story. Largely, uh, uh, due to you and and uh, then a variety of uh, of local community issues. And one of the things I think was also a breaking story was was uh, we had uh, thanks to Mike uh, had the uh, the so-called king of fake news, uh, the late Paul Horner on. Uh, you gave uh, uh, Tom Tapak a, a little uh, heartburn for uh, worrying about his uh, FCC license because uh, because Paul couldn't uh, avoid uh, the, the, some improper language. But uh, it, it was a fascinating show, and, and how he had started. He was a stand-up comic who decided he could make some money by putting uh, some fake uh, stories on uh, Facebook and. And kind of like uh, the onion type of stories uh, that would be humorous, and so he put some up uh, that were uh, uh, aimed at Democrats and some that were aimed at Republicans. And he found that Democrats wouldn't believe any of the stories he had. They'd all do a fact check and say that's not true. But uh, he uh, he made a lot of money because uh, every time he put up some outrageous story. Uh, uh, to appeal to Republicans, they all bought into it without uh, without fact checking it or or, uh, or even considering the, the the truth of it. Yeah, he he made up the story about George Soros, the great um, um, 
Oh, what was a donor to 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 all kinds billionaire, of billionaire, yeah, billionaire Democratic, yeah. and, and he made up the donor. the story about a Soros was paying demonstrators like three hundred and sixty five dollars to show up at a demonstration, and it went all over the um, uh, right wing web, all over. Everybody believed it. It's what they wanted to hear. If you thought for one second. You know, you would have thought, mm, I don't think so. That's not going to work. You know, it couldn't be true. But they didn't. They just passed it on. As um, uh, And Paul is particularly proud of, of putting one over on them. Um, but he did use it. So it was sort of ambiguous and that he did use the – he did use making up stuff, Gary, to, to make money. I mean, he made a living yeah. more, I think, from that than from, from a stand-up comedy. Um, I, I think one of the things I, I – I told him on air that I thought he did us all a favor by exposing the extent of the division and how easily people can be swayed by mm. by fake news. And and fake news at that time was, was kind of a, a new occurrence. I it had been going on on right-wing radio for for decades, but it was, you know, on the Internet and, and uh, in mainstream politics, it was still relatively new. Um, could I take a moment to uh, to, to uh, thank a few people that uh, sure. have been involved and have, uh, have greatly helped our, our show? It's, uh, uh, first of all, Tom uh, uh, Tabak and Chasm for having the idea for the show and for supporting us all these years. Well, um, we supported them. And also in, in, in engineering and recording all of our shows. Um, uh, Jim and Rita Ledbetter uh, uh, hosted our uh, our fundraisers in the early years, and and uh, including marvelous dinners, and and we had uh, wine auctions, auctions, uh, with wines contributed, great wines contributed by uh, by uh, the Ledbetters and by uh, uh, Dave Brushwood. Um, the uh, we've had uh, almost everybody involved in the show has uh, has contributed uh, not just their time but uh, but money to the show. And uh, you know, uh, Door, the Yavapai County Democrats have uh, have helped Steve Segner. Uh, has done a lot for the show financially and otherwise. Cactus Cates, in the early years, uh, uh, was a, uh, a consistent donor. So there's there's many many others I'm going to forget, but uh, but I think we are, they all deserve a shout out. Yeah, I really would like to thank our donors. Without without them, they wouldn't be on there. I mean, Democratic Perspective's always been supported basically by a small group of people, a little core of people. And in fact, when we started the show, um, Bill Timmerman, Dick Searle, and I basically provided 90% of the money when we were getting the show going. And um, and then other people contributed uh contributed money so we've always had a core and the loss of of klaus and dick and covid separating us from our base not having a fundraiser where we really meet people and i think that gary is right i mean we had the most fundraisers were the most fun and had the best food i could imagine if you think of rubber chicken you should have come to one of our early uh ledbetter fundraisers because we'd had delicious beef that they had raised themselves and 
Well, that's uh, fantastic. And yeah. Other than the fact that uh, Jim uh, better acting as the auctioneer uh, on a couple of occasions stuck me with a very uh, expensive bottle of wine, but I'm still that's saving his job. a couple of them. Yeah, uh, we did. We started early. I think we did our first show, Gary, on dark money. I believe we, you know, which has become a important thing. We re, we inter, um, we interviewed uh, Raul Grijalva that year, but we did our first show on dark money. I think in in 2011, and we've been talking about it and supporting reforms to dark money ever since. Um, we're still battling Social Security um, things, not so much now that we have a, rep- a Democratic president. We survive the – there's always debates, folks. Like one of the things we used to debate off, off air was how much to talk about Trump. Because as a, as a weekly show, you know, Trump would have made up 25 lies <laughs> a day. and We could never take them all on. And so we would debate, you know, how much time should we give give all these different Trump lies? Because that's what they were. They were just lies. He either can't see the difference or truth is something that benefits him and untruth is something that doesn't benefit him is, I think, really the way he functions. But we I think had it's to... actually the reverse, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, did I say it wrong? I might have. Um, but, uh, yeah, if it, something benefits him, that's true. If it doesn't benefit him, it's false. But uh, we, we debated how much to talk about uh, Trump, and we had these kind of fierce debates about how much time are we spending on him and how much time are we spending on issues, how should we talk about him, what should we label him as, or should we not label him and just say what he's doing. So there were there are always debates and discussions um, on the show, and um, we're, I should get to, before we get to the end of it, we're having a fundraiser. We haven't had a fundraiser in three or four years, thanks to COVID. It's going to be on um, May 20th at El Portal. It's going to be in that beautiful courtyard. They're going to be wine, uh, no dinner, I'm afraid, but there'll be hors d'oeuvres, appetizers, uh, wine, beer, you know, soft drinks, and uh, we'll have conversations. We are going to take some time out to honor Dick uh, Searle and uh, Klaus van Studerheim, and we're going to be talking about the future of the show. Uh, we hope everyone will come. There's no charge or anything. You do not have to donate to come to the fundraiser. We'd love to see people there. Um, COVID's kind of separated us from, from meetings. I'm not much on Zoom meetings. Through. I've been to very few meetings in the, since COVID was pronounced. Things are opening up now. And so we having, we're having a – still it's an outdoor meeting, um, uh, fireplaces, fountains, whatever, at, at Steve Segner's El Portal. And because, and because we'll mostly be Democrats – Probably uh, everybody is vaccinated, so everybody should uh, rest uh, uh, knowing that. Yeah, it's funny. I I go. I know you know. Harvard didn't believe in vaccinations, but everybody else I know is vaccinated. In fact, I had my second booster already, and most people I know have had it. I don't know what that means uh, in terms of us getting too uh, too confident. Uh, 
But um, anything you want to sum up, Gary? We got like that one minute. Tom's waving a finger at at me here, and I, it's not the wrong um, finger, but it's you know he's waving I it. Want, so I want to say it's a, I, in being in Minnesota now, I really miss the uh, the gatherings, uh, you know, for the show and afterwards. Uh, so it, you know, who wouldn't enjoy the opportunity to to uh, you know have a conversation with some uh, true experts? Um, over breakfast after the show, we did that uh, so and, long. And and I and just like to uh, to reiterate uh, the, how much uh, uh, I think we've lost with uh, Dick and and Klaus and Paul. Um, they are they are greatly missed. So, come to our phone fundraiser. It's on our website, vvid.org. Thank you for being with us, folks. You've been listening to Democratic Perspective, brought to you by the Verde Valley Independent Democrats, a weekly talk show focusing on the political issues facing the Verde Valley, Sedona, Northern Arizona, and our nation at large. Catch us every Monday morning after the 8 a.m. news, right here on AM 780 KAZM. It's beautiful out there, folks. Have a great day.